But I promise you I won't be very long, but on these important days, it's always important to come with, with a special message uh, for everybody that's here. Uh, because it is a special day today for the family and friends of Axel and Navy gathered here for this dedication. We've explained to everybody why we do the dedication. One of the things that always thrills me with dedications and you get uh, the little babies and you dedicate them is you always uh, begin to think about the life that they're going to have. You, you look at them now and think they're just, they're newborns, they've got a whole life and journey of adventure ahead of them. All the experiences that they're going to have, all, all the trouble maybe they're going to get into, uh, all the happiness that they're going to bring. Uh, all the different things that are going to happen on the journey of life. And when they're this age, they're just really so cute, aren't they? But unfortunately, they grow up. And one day, they become teenagers. And when they become teenagers, you might come back and see me to pray for you again and stuff. But, but that's the journey of life that they're on. There's going to be many happy memories made. Uh, and stuff. So dedications for little ones always make me think of the journey of life that these little ones are going to go on. Much like the journey that we are all on in life. That you know, we know that time doesn't stand still for any of us. We know that time is always ongoing. That each and every one of us, whatever age we are, it says we are on a journey. It says there's a wee special passage in the Psalms in the Old Testament in the Bible that I'm going to read to us, and it talks about the hope and the safety and the shelter and the protection that we can find in life. Because I'm sure for parents that are here, and especially uh, for the parents down the frontier, you would almost want a guarantee in life that, that nothing bad would ever happen to your kids. I mean, as parents, that's what we would want, isn't it? We would want them never to experience any heartache, any pain, any difficulty, and we would want that. That's the thing we would want above all, but there's no guarantee of that in life, is it? There's no guarantee of that in life, that somehow we just don't know what tomorrow brings, and we all do our best as parents to bring up the little ones that we have. But I wonder if there's something that helps us from the verses that we read, uh, that we're going to read, that are special today, for the little ones and the families that are gathered here that help us understand a little bit more of how God feels about each and every one of us and what he does for each and every one of us. And this is not just a message for the little ones today, it's a message for all of us. For not only is God the creator and author of their lives, he's the creator and author of our lives as well. That he loves me and you as well, that every single one of us that's in here, regardless of our age, regardless of our background, regardless of whether this is the first time we've been in church in 20 years, he says he feels this way about us, that he loves all of us, that he loves every single one of us, and we matter to him. And there's verse in the, the Bible that says these words. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. 
A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra, you will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him, I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him with long life and I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now you probably said, why have you read all those verses out? Well, we would understand this from the beginning. You've only got to put the news on at the moment uh, to see that we're living in difficult times, aren't we? I mean, we always seem to be living uh, with some trouble, don't we? There always seems to be something that we look at and we say, we just can't make any sense of this. There's a war going on somewhere. There's terrorism happening somewhere. There's stuff that we look at and say, there's all this evil happening. And we look at it and we say to ourselves, here are two little babies that we've dedicated today and those of us who are parents as well as we're here and stuff, we look at it and say, what sort of world are our kids going to grow up in? And yet it was no different from the writer who writes these verses in the Psalms here because he talks about the things that were dangerous to him hidden traps deadly pestilence terror at night arrows by day stones that can make one stumble he's talking about the dangers and the trouble that were there in his day and so we would see the dangers and the troubles that we would have in our day and we have to ask ourselves well what's the guarantee that we have that none of that's going to happen or is there something else that we can trust or somebody else that we can trust that when trouble comes and challenges come and difficulties come, we can look to. You see, the, this psalm that we read, it expresses the security of those who trust fully in God. Who do we trust today? I mean, who do we trust? Do we trust the politicians? Oh, there are some good politicians. Who do we trust? Do we trust the person that we love? Do, do we trust our, our parents? Who, who do we trust? We ask that question and say, if somebody says something to us, how do we know it's a truth? How do we know they're telling us the truth? So we have all these questions to ask about the world that we live in because we're surrounded by circumstances and situations that we look at and we say there's no answer to. Somebody wrote this and I thought this was quite helpful for us this morning. Unless there is within us that which is above us, we shall soon be consumed by that which is about us. And they're simply turning around and saying this. We are surrounded by difficulties and trouble. But there is a God that is above us. And he is the one that can take care of us. Even if trouble comes. Even if difficulties come. Even if challenge comes. And that's a prayer that we prayed for these two little ones. It's not that they won't experience any trouble. Because there will be trouble. And there will be challenges in life. Because we all know as we've grown up, there will be challenges. But for these, what we're praying is, Lord, when there are challenges, when there are trouble, Lord, help them to look towards you. And that's the same message we have here today for all the grown-ups, because it's the same message that's written in the psalm here. That simply says, when the challenges come, the difficulties come, the writer says, listen, God is the one that is above all the trouble. 
all the difficulties and all the challenges. And it describes God four ways in the, the first two verses. Because the name of God, when you give a description of God, and, and God means something different uh, to so many people. For some people, there might just be, well, that's just a, a curse word. It's just a swear word. Or for some people, it might be, I don't really give God much thought, to be honest with you. And, you know, or some people will, and they often say this to you as a pastor, well, that's okay for what you believe, but it's just one of the many ways that you can get to God and, and that. And are you trying to explain to people, say, no, this is the God that, that really cares about you that you really matter to him and he's shown that. And the names of God that we see here that help us understand who God is. It says when the writer describes him as most high, it simply says this, it shows him to be greater than any threat we face. It means that the God is the owner of everything, but he's above everything as well. That though we are consumed by the difficulties around us, God is the one that is most high and he's above everything there is nothing that separates us from his love it says in the bible there is no challenge no difficulty no trouble that anybody faces this morning that separates us from god the second thing we see the description comes is almighty it means he is the provider of all that everything that we face imagine everything that we face he is the one that that is the the provider of everything that we need that when we face the trouble and the difficulties that we face he is the one that is with us one of the greatest statements in the bible and one of the greatest truths we can hold on to in our life is to know that god is with us that's a prayer that we prayed for these little ones that god is with them but he's with us as well is with us that's a confidence and the assurance that we can have uh, today the third thing we see describes him as lord the one as i've already explained that is always with us that unchangeable immovable he never sleeps he, he never slumbers he says he just is always there for you and for me and then the fourth thing we see him described as is my god and it's not the second word there it's the first one my when you say something is mine, it's personal, isn't it? It, it belongs to, to you. Uh, and, you know, so we describe that as here. And here the writer describes it and says, you know, God is interested in every single one of us, but he's interested in the detail of our lives. He's interested in everything that's happening to you. He says, I, I often say from the front here in this church, that God is interested in every aspect of our lives. He's not some distant God up there that we imagine, but actually he's up close and personal. And, and, and he showed that, and he demonstrated that by sending his son Jesus to show us how much he loved us. But it moves on here because it helps us understand that he makes some promises. And, you know, and, and sometimes when people make promises, they let us down, don't they? You know, because the guarantee of the promise is always in the one that actually makes the promise. If I said to you this morning, on the way out of church today, I'm going to give you all a hundred pound. Some of you are looking at me like... He says, some of you are looking to be thinking, could he do that? Those of you who know me know there's not a chance of him doing that. He says, but because there must be 140 people here. 140 times 100 pound is a lot. I don't know what it is. Somebody went out of the cabinet, it's a lot. So you would immediately look at it and say, though I've made the promise, he can't keep the promise. 
because he definitely doesn't have that much money, regardless of what some people will tell you. He definitely doesn't have that. So the, the guarantee of the promise is only as good as the one making the promise. All the way through the Bible, God makes promises to his children. But he is the one that guarantees the promise and delivers the promise. And we discover that the promise is true for he makes a promise and he keeps it. We make promises and we break it. He says God makes promises and he keeps them. And at the end of these verses here, when he addresses the person who said, this is going on all around me. God, what are you going to do for me? God turns around and he writes this. He makes seven promises to the person in the last two verses. He says this, he says this, he says, I will rescue him. I will protect him. I will answer him. I will be with him. I will deliver him. I will honour him. I will satisfy him. All in the last two verses. You know what? God keeps his promises. I used to say, and we quote in this church, that God not only keeps his promises, he keeps his people. Because his promises matter to him, but his people matter to him as well. And the definition of his people mattering to him is that which saw Jesus go to the cross because he loves every single one of us. That the value of that is this, is he sent his son for you and for me because he loves us. And we come today and we say, well, how do we know that God loves us? Well, there's a list of promises that are in the two verses in Psalm 91 that we've just read that just simply says, I will rescue him. I will protect him, answer him, be with him, deliver him, honour him and satisfy him. These are not words just written 3,000 years ago that we read in history. These are words for today that we believe for these two down the front, but for everybody else that's gathered here today, whether you give God any thought or not. You know, the truth about God's promises is this, is you cannot break God's promises by leaning on them. Everybody else may let you down. These two will grow up and unfortunately people will let them down. Because that's what happens to us on the journey of life, isn't it? He says the promise we can make and I can stand here and declare is that God will never let them down. And we cannot break God's promises by leaning on them. In any difficult circumstance that we are facing, in the stuff that's going on around us, and the answers that we're looking for in life, who do we trust? Who can we go to? I encourage you today, we can go to God who makes these promises to us because he loves you and me. Let us pray as the worship team come and join us for the, the final song. Father, we thank you today, this special dedication. We prayed for the two little ones and we thank you, Lord, as we dedicate them. But we pray for everybody gathered here, Lord. There is nobody in here, Lord, that uh, doesn't matter to you that, that Lord, that, that you don't love, that you don't have a plan and purpose for their life. Father, whether this be their first time in church, whether they haven't been in church for 20 years, Father, that truth still stands as it's written here. And Father, those we prayed for these two little ones, we pray for everybody else. Father, with any difficulties, challenges, any situations and circumstances, any illnesses, anything that they are going through, God, they can look to you and hold on to your promises today. 
Father, we thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, amen.